Hi FM, 101.9 megahertz of life. Joining us on the line just to take a closer look at this uh, latest development, we have advocate Mark Oppenheimer once again, practicing advocate and member of the Johannesburg Bar. Advocate, very good afternoon to you. Thanks once again for joining us. Great to chat to you again. Of course. Well, advocates, are we seeing South Africa desperate for Israel to withdraw from Gaza and in turn will in, will in turn allow Hamas to have an upper hand and please their allies? Do we see something like this transpiring right now? Yes, desperate attempt would be one way of putting it. Um, mm. The South African government seems to have an odd view um, of the order that they received from the ICJ on the 26th of January. Right. Uh, now, they had asked for Israel to stop uh, its military operations in Gaza, and the court explicitly refused to grant that relief. What the court did grant um, was declaratory relief saying that Israel must abide by its obligations in terms of the Genocide Convention, something which Judge Sepatinde points out is redundant because obviously you have to abide by the treaty you signed. But the South African government has said on many occasions that it obtained what is tantamount to a ceasefire. And so this is an interesting test of its position, Mm. because if it did receive something that was tantamount to a ceasefire, well, then, of course, the court order would prevent Israel from engaging in any further military operations like the one in Rafa, where two hostages were uh, rescued. But um, if it, of course, did not receive a ceasefire, uh, then the court um, action will fail. Um, Or it is a mere repeat of the prior court action to say, well, you know, we want the relief that we asked for last time around, which you denied us. Um, pretty pleased, could we have it this time around? And I can't imagine the court changing its mind uh, so soon, um, you know, after it, it's yeah. already made a decision. It, it, it would seem South Africa is attempting some kind of manipulation here regarding the, the, the last hearing with the ICJ. Yes, it may just very well be overplaying its hand. So. Right. You know, it's one thing to go on a propaganda tour where you mm. tell South Africans we achieved a ceasefire. And I was at a talk recently with Navi Pillay, uh, who is an ad hoc judge at the ICJ. And I asked her, did South Africa um, receive that relief? And she said, of course not. Absolutely not. Uh, the court couldn't have granted that relief. Uh, two other international law scholars uh, took the view that the court elected not to get grant that relief. Um, so if you don't have a one-sided ceasefire, being the kind that South Africa sought, well then of course Israel is perfectly entitled to continuous military operations in Gaza. Now it's bound by the laws of war. Right. So that means that um, it must differentiate between civilians and militants. Um, it must do so because it has a military objective, in this case one of which is obviously uh, eradicating Hamas and rescuing mm-hmm. hostages. And then three, there must be a proportional relationship between those things. But that's a subjective question for the military commander. Mm. Um, and none of that, in any event, falls within the jurisdiction of the ICJ. The ICJ is a, a court between states. It's not a criminal court. It's right. not a military court. Um, so it can say nothing really about the particular conduct of the war. Uh, unless it amounts to genocide. And the court has said, well, we'll determine that in due course. So as I say, I think South Africans may very well have believed their own propaganda, overplayed Mm -hmm. their hand, and may well get a ruling from the court that says, well, we're not going to stop what Israel's doing, like we said the last time. Um, And so that may very well clarify uh, to everyone exactly what was granted. Right. Uh, Well, that leads me to my next question, because can you see the ICJ identifying with this latest move? 
Look, uh, you know, the, the general rule is that lawyers try not to look into crystal balls, mm. but I personally can't see it. Um, based on what the actual text of the judgment says, um, that I cannot see how South Africa could be at all successful in ceasing military operations now, when weeks ago the court said, we're not going to grant you that relief. Um, so this strikes me as, as an abuse um, of a court process. Um, and South Africa should be rebuked accordingly. Advocates, you know what's uh, what's caught my attention in recent uh, articles is that South Africa seems to be, uh, one, one wonders what their sources are, getting detailed, shall we say, statistics and references to the war uh, happening at the moment since the ICJ ruling. Uh, how is that possible? I mean, you know, like uh, casualty counts and the situation on the ground. Yes, as far as I can tell, the casualty counts are still up in the air that there's a variety of different views about how many people have been killed and, of course, who they are. Mm. So how many of them are civilians, how many of them are militants? Um, I've seen a number around 67. Some were reporting, others reported in the region of 100. Um, you know, of course, when the figures come from uh, Hamas, you know, what they must be taken with a pinch of salt. Right. And uh, not exactly an organization that cares much about truth. Um So we are. We remain to see, um, you know, what the actual figures look like. <laughs> Indeed, uh, Mark. Uh, one other thing that I just wanted to run by you. Do you think it's reached a stage here where South Africa is now trying to curry favour and support from, uh, you know, its allies, run and siding with the Palestinians? Do you think some? Do you think that this is a, a prompt from from some quarters? Well, I think it's a continuation of that. Um, mm. I think it's pretty clear that um, this litigation was run for nefarious purposes, um, that it was partly a fundraising exercise for the ANC. Mm -hmm. uh, it's a way of uh, signaling that we are uh, doing what we were told to do um, for whatever payments were received, and not by the South African government, but by the African National Congress. Um, and so continuing along that strategy is part of the bargain. Uh, so it's not that it's a new thing. Mm -hmm. I'd say it's, uh, you know... Uh, the way I've been thinking about it is a bit like this, is that um, if the Iranian government um, sends you a bunch of money to run your litigation um, and the thing that you were supposed to do, which is stop the war, doesn't happen, um, you now have to sort of explain that you, well, no, I really achieved a thing that, that I promised. Um, and so you've got to amp it up. It's like selling someone a three-wheeled car and telling them that it drives perfectly well. Uh, just from the right angle. Indeed. Um, and so this is furtherance of that strategy to say, well, okay, you know, mm. I guess if we got a ceasefire, then we should be able to stop this. Um, and you know, I guess we should go back to court to get mm. clarity on that. Mm. Um, and then I think we will find out the actual truth when the court points out, sorry, your car's only got three wheels. <laughs> Advocate, at that point, we, we've got to leave it there. Thanks so much, Advocate, for joining us once again. Great chatting to you uh, again regarding this uh, issue with the ICJ and South Africa standing with uh, Israel. Advocate Mark Oppenheimer, practicing advocate and member of the Johannesburg Bar. Well, what do you read into this? South Africa petitions The Hague to block Israeli operation against Hamas in Rafah. Ilana says, hi, Michael, hazardous materials. That's all she says. All right, Ilana, I'm not sure what we are alluding to there. I just got your message now, I presume. You're trying to imply something uh, regarding the conversation we just had. But looking forward to your feedback on that chat I just had with Mark Oppenheimer regarding South Africa petitioning The Hague to now block Israeli operations against Hamas in Rafah.